What's going on, everyone? Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm Dylan. And I'm Josh. And we're the Out of Office Podcast. Yeah, if people say it's your option, we'll be like, we'll take our chances. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and speaking of um, folks holding out, did you see the Florida governor today? <laughs> I've been married for 30 years. You don't know <laughs> Hey, Josh, how's it going, man? It's going good, Dylan. How about you? Going going pretty well. Um, just moved into my new place, finished moving my stuff, or pretty much all of my stuff on Friday. Got like a 20-foot moving truck, so got to drive that on the freeway, which was cool, and just packed up everything um, with my girlfriend and some of her family helped out. So shout out to them, by the way. Nice, nice. What about you? And a, uh, did you unpack everything and is it just about finished up now? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Probably like 50% well, unpacked. <laughs> well, I see it. At least you have the microphone and the desk set up, so that's good. Yeah, the office is ready to go. The office is ready, so that's good. Yeah, the office is ready to go. That's good to hear. Um, for me, it's it's going good, too. Um, it was Julie's birthday, my girlfriend's birthday on Friday, and so took work off and got to celebrate with her, um, which was really fun. And I realized I haven't worked a full week in almost like a month oh, geez, really? because of Memorial Day. There was that Friday and Monday off and then I took Friday off. And so um, next week will be the first week in a while where I have to work all five days. And so not necessarily looking forward to that, but um, I guess it is a pretty low bar. Yeah, man. Imagine if we had four day work weeks. That'd be so amazing. Like I'd even work extra hours to have a four day work week, like maybe work like yeah. 10 or 12 four days a week for three days off. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of studies that have shown that that's super beneficial. Um, and that most people are able to get in their work in four days if need be. And that the extra day of vacation and break just gives is it, it helps just give the mind a rest. Um, but I think like within a five day work week, when I look at all the work I need to do, there's definitely, you know, a lot of, um, time I'm kind of just filling up and could probably be used just like compress things and and try to knock it out in four. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a crazy week. Yeah. (laughs) To say the least. Yeah. And I think last week we, we briefly started to talk about like some of the protesting and um, some of the, uh, I think just like a short recap of, um, the the events kind of taking place across the country and i think this week there was a lot of stuff happening obviously continued protests across the country um and then also just a lot of movement kind of within the white house and a lot of positioning around the protests which has kind of been you know disheartening to see um i'm not sure if you you saw the photo op which was kind of the the big story of the week yeah Trump's the Trump, the most devout Christian in our nation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, it was crazy to see. And for, for those that may have missed it, basically what had happened was, um, Trump had decided to pay a visit across the street to St. John's church, um, which was, um, damaged a little bit in a protest, um, a couple of the nights before, maybe the night before, but he'd wanted to go, basically visit the church and do some type of photo op there 
or what turned out to be a photo op. And to get to St. John's Church, he needed to cross Lafayette Square, which was filled with protesters. Um, and so what he decided to do was just clear the protesters out who were all being peaceful at that time. Um, and peaceful, really, for the majority of through all the protesters, of course, been a couple of um, small groups of people across the nation um, that may have been agitating. But, you know, 99.9 percent of the protests have been incredibly peaceful. And so, yeah, um, Trump decided to basically clear this square with tear gas, pepper spray, bullets with really no warning. Um, the video of it is insane. If you watch it, basically, they're just protesting. And all of a sudden, the cops just whip out batons and start attacking them to clear the square. Yeah. And Trump had walked across the street. Um, Ivanka Trump handed him a Bible out of a $1,500 Max Mara bag. <laughs> um, and he basically held up the Bible just for a photo op. No prayer, no statement. <laughs> it was just um, like... Just the... the... <laughs> He's just holding it up like uh, this for people that are watching the video. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, it was insane, too, just because he, he cleared out the, the protesters just for that photo op. And it was funny because someone had asked him, you know, hey, is that your Bible? While he's taking the pictures and he just responds, it's a Bible. It's a Bible. Um, <laughs> it's like, I don't know the Bible. <laughs> it's a Bible. I mean, I do. I have plenty of Bibles. Yeah. I have the best Bibles in the world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And and rightfully so, like that backlash with this has been super immediate and swift. Um, the, the head of the church came out and said um, she completely disagrees with Trump. They completely disagree, excuse me, with Trump using their church as a political stunt um, and that they're not aligned with his messaging or views at all. And they were really upset, too, because he didn't ask for permission to visit the church. They actually found out about it by watching him at the church live on TV. And so that's the way that they found out that he was um, he was going to stop by. And so he was very much uninvited mm -hmm. and had and is trying to use the church as, you know, some political stunt. Um, and so the backlash has been super swift and strong. Yeah. And as it should be, it's always been one of the funniest things, I think, uh, about Trump to me. That's been like, I can't believe people even believe it at all is the fact that he's some sort of devout Christian. Um, if you just look back to when he yeah. was his speech at Liberty College, which is like a very religious yeah. um, college and pretty much every Republican candidate will go there and speak. They're super conservative. And he was quoting um, a book from the Bible and he said two Corinthians instead of uh, second Corinthians and everyone just laughed at him but it's just so obvious that he's not a Christian because I mean any Christian basically knows <laughs> that's definitely not how you say it and yeah uh, man it's just it's that's always just made me laugh that people think he's actually religious at all he, he he's he's not at all he doesn't give a fuck and just him go showing up to the church and the way he was holding the bible and that he thought that was be a good idea just shows how much yeah. of a not Christian he is to, you know, break up peaceful protests just so he can take a picture and look like he's, oh, I know. I love yeah. God. <laughs> and no prayer too, right? No. Oh, yeah. No, no prayer, prayer either. Which is, <laughs> just literally took a picture and which then Which is another pre... <laughs> yep. And, well, like, his action in, in clearing the square too, um, it's like, it, it's funny because when we started this podcast, we had discussed, you know... Hey, how do we want to position this? Do we want to, you know, get too political and, you know, maybe expose our views? But I think like events like this make it so clear there's like a right and a wrong that it's hard for us not to like speak super freely about it. 
because mm-hmm. basically what he had did it is so like un-american and you know really in a sense um what a dictator would do go queer out peaceful protesters for a photo op um to an uninvited church or a church he wasn't invited to it, it very much is you know something that would happen in um a country with an authoritarian leader or a dictator it's crazy to see it you know happening in the u.s yeah absolutely and just going back to your point on how we wanted to like position our podcast we didn't want to become another one of those you know podcasts or news sources that just became about you know bashing trump for any little thing he did we wanted to you know be objective and look at big things on either side whether someone's a republican or democrat we wanted to make sure we call it out so we have to call this out because this is fucking insane it's it's just (laughs) and i think the media at this point i feel like the reason why this is isn't a uh super crazy story i feel like it's kind of going over a lot of people's heads just like normal people that we know i haven't heard anybody that i know really talk about it um Mm -hmm. is the fact that the media continue to like anytime trump said anything that you know might be maybe he shouldn't have said it they'd blow it up into this massive story that it was like you know he hates all these people or he's he's trying to take away all the rights in america and everything like that um and i think that's Mm -hmm. made it so people when he does something crazy they just are just like oh that's just him doing his crazy stuff he's like almost indestructible in that sense yeah and it's what i worry with this one too where you know of the many things that he has said over the last four or five years um a lot of them have kind of i think what happens is that he does something kind of crazy and then it becomes like this weird political battle even though it's like very clear what had taken place yeah and then the lines just kind of get confused and people get confused on how to interpret it and i get the sense that um this one may turn into that and in a month from now we'll be talking about Hey, remember when that happened? It'll, we'll have completely forgotten about it because there'll be something else crazy happening or something else crazy that he did that we're having to then defend or sorry, not necessarily defend, but um, discuss um, more than like we not defend, you know, to be clear. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, this one does feel a bit different in some regards mm-hmm. because there, are, there have been a number of Republicans that come come out and um, denounce not only his rhetoric around the protests in general, Um, But specifically this action, Um, William Barr is trying to distance himself from it because there was reporting saying that he like gave the final command um, to go clear the protests. And he's saying, well, I was aware of the plan, but I didn't actually give the go ahead. Yeah, Um, I didn't actually say go. And I'm like, okay, I don't really know how to interpret (laughs) that. (laughs) I said it was all right, but I didn't think he'd do it. Yep, exactly. And the Pentagon is trying to distance themselves too. And um, I think Mark Esper, the the defense secretary, effectively what he said, it was like, well, I didn't really know where we were going because he was in the entourage that went to the church. Yeah. And he said, well, I was there. I didn't really know where we were going. All of a sudden we were at the church and, you know, well, I didn't know what I was doing was there. Just there <laughs> like, and he's like, what's what going the on? Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, so the defense secretary, you're just wandering around, clueless yeah. about the agenda, uh. just, you know, blindly <laughs> following. Um, and, but, you know, I think the, the, the backlash has been super swift and people within, you know, super close to the circle are trying to distance themselves from what happened here. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. I think the strongest criticism that came out was um, Mattis, who's the former Secretary yeah. of Defense. And when he actually left, he had said that he didn't think it would be appropriate for him to talk about a sitting president. 
And so he never criticized him or anything like that. And he actually ended up leaving, I believe, after um, we withdrew troops from, I'm trying to think of the name. Syria. Syria, yeah. And he ended up resigning there because he felt that we were kind of betraying all the troops there. Um, and that they'd be left for dead, essentially. And so he ended up resigning. He never really spoke out about it. Yeah, we anything. were abandoning all the Kurds, right? Yeah. And then this week, he uh, he did an interview with The Atlantic, and he posted some very, very strong criticism of the president. Um, one of the major points that he said is that in all of his time, he's never seen a president that has um, not tried to unite the country. And he says that all that Donald Trump has done is try to divide us as much as possible. And he doesn't even pretend Mm -hmm. uh, to try and bring people together. Yeah. And I think the pretend word is like super telling um, that he makes absolutely no effort. And if anything is outwardly and obviously trying to divide people. Um, And so, yeah. And I thought, yeah, I agree with you. And Colin Powell came out and made a similar statement too. And I'm hearing reports, too, that George Bush is going to potentially make a statement saying he's not going to support Trump um, yeah. in the 2020 election, would be, which should be a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? Yeah. And Mattis also said that um, Donald Trump is a threat to the Constitution. So <laughs> very strict yeah, I mean, criticism from a from a guy who's very respected in the military community. Um, he served under President Bush, I believe, as well. I think for Obama a little bit, but then he um, was knocked off. But yeah. Yeah. And I think for, for some people that may be listening and, you know, are still questioning somewhat in terms of like, oh, well, what did the protesters when they were in Lafayette Square, what did they look like in terms of were they being aggressive? Um, were they trying to combat the police? There's plenty of videos out there. So just go and take a look. Yeah. Um, just and you'll anyone. just see, you know. <laughs> Pick anyone, you know, and you'll just see officers like literally like just standing there. And then you see someone do like the go signal and then they just bring out the sticks and like um, start beating people up. Yeah. And, you know, I think one thing to think about, too, with this, too, is that, you know, the whole world is watching the U.S. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people were giving extra attention just as, you know, Americans were debating if COVID was real, which is, you know, a uniquely American argument. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe Brazil is another country where they're having an argument and we can see how well it's going for them there. Yeah. Um, and so I think like the whole world is watching the U S right now and they were watching us debate if COVID was real and now they're watching this and obviously there's protests, um, popping up in a number of different countries, England, et cetera, um, supporting the black lives matter movement. Yeah. And I do think it, it is like, uh, a, a, a sad look for our country, honestly, um, I know there was an Australian reporter that kind of got in that Lafayette shuffle um, and they were reporting on live TV and the police beat them on live TV yeah. as they were trying to report against it. It's crazy. Um, and Australia's pissed right now. Right. Um, yeah. So other countries are like paying very close attention and watching kind of what's taking place here. Yeah. And I, I do think the it seems like the tides are starting to shift against Trump, at least this week. But I mean, we'll see. I'm obviously not a huge fan <laughs> personally, but you know, we're yeah. going to be objective still. We're not going to, you know, if he does something good, we'll, we'll call it out as well. But. Oh yeah. We, we, we always try to, you know, with the Biden, you ain't black. Like that wasn't right. And yeah, we'll, no. we'll call it when we, as we see it. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but I do think there's a good and a good and bad here that people need to kind of pay attention to. Yeah, and it's not like Biden's really that great of a choice when he <laughs> created the uh, the crime bill and then the crack laws as well. Um, and mm-hmm. he's he's kind of senile. I mean, I watched his speech with him speaking on it earlier this week, and it was good. The whole speech was actually like pretty good. I could tell. It almost seemed like in the middle of it. Thankfully, he had the teleprompters there. Like he forgot where he was and then like got back into it. But overall, the speech was pretty good. The only thing that confused me was at the very end of his speech, um, he said, um, he said, thank you all. Um, God bless you all. And God bless our troops, which I mean, isn't like that crazy. It just seemed like I wasn't sure if that's something he always says, if he specifically calls out our troops, which is, you know, great if he does. But it seemed like he almost like had like a lapse and thought he was speaking to the troops or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe a small moderate play is his goal. Yeah. Yeah. Just squeeze it in a little. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm being like super nitpicky because I think that's one of the problems with the left right now is they kind of have cannibalized any qualified candidate. They'll find that one thing wrong with them and then be like, oh, we can't vote for this person because of X, Y and Z. And then it's like, but look at your other option at the end of the day. (laughs) Look at your other option. What do you want? Exactly. What do you want at the end of the day? But I think for. A lot of people are going to be voting based on not Biden, but whoever's his VP, because that person, like, I mean, honestly, they have a high chance of just becoming the president by him dying. As dark as that sounds, but he's old as fuck. He's like, what, 81, 79? Yeah, he's pretty old. Yeah. Yeah. He is pretty old, but yeah, it is, you know, uh, crazy to watch. And I'm not sure if you've been watching any of the, the other footage from all the other protests happening around the country. A lot of... A lot of very disturbing scenes, mm-hmm. you know, popping up. Um, there was a Buffalo man that was pushed by um, some police officers. I don't know who they were. Maybe National Guard or whatever. It doesn't no, really matter. No, police officer. I remember um, the video. Okay. National Guard actually came uh, and helped him. Only people that helped him was the National Guard. Like, they immediately saw him. Okay, that's back. a good call out. Maybe, uh, I apologize. It probably does matter to some people um, yeah. what uniform they were wearing. Although in some views, I view people with um, that power as kind of the same. Um, but yeah, that was like super disturbing to watch. I don't know if you you had a yeah. chance to, to to look at it. Yeah, so a lot of people have probably seen it. But basically what happens is there's an old guy and I think he like walks towards some police that are um, like kind of moving forward and he like talks to them or something like that. And then one of the police officers... Um, just pushes him to the ground and he hits the ground and hits the back of his head. And as he's on the ground, one of the, the police officer that actually pushed him, like goes over him, like leans over him and it's like, what? Like basically, you know, like kind of like taunting him. And then the other cop like kind of just pulls him away and then they keep walking. And then a bunch of police officers walk by and then there's two guys in the national guard though. And they see him and immediately are like, Oh crap, this guy's obviously hurt and start giving him medical attention. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, I didn't realize he was taunting him. I, I couldn't really, I couldn't tell if he was trying to help him or what he was trying to do there. But he did, you know, continue walking in any scenario. Yeah. Although uh, I think someone had said, "Oh, they're trained to keep walking." And I was like, "Okay, that might be part of the problem." You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's yeah. where you're training, yeah. um, is to keep walking. And he, um, and they, they both got charged too. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I did, and. I think with that one too, one of the the crazy things too was the initial report had came out and said he had fallen. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the video obviously came out and they had to redact and change a statement. Yeah. Um, which I think there's been a couple of other examples of that where people have fallen, um, similar to the Australian police uh, or not, sorry, the Australian reporting crew too. They, the, the initial statement was that they had fallen in and they had to change it too. And so, yeah, I think it's within the same theme of, you know, lying when mistakes are made until video comes out. Yeah. Um, because if, you know, if there was no cell phone video of that, I don't think anything would have happened. No. And that's like uh, one of the, uh, they actually got, well, last thing about them though, they actually got released from jail and like people were outside cheering that they were released because they yeah. were out on bail, which was crazy. But um, yeah, one thing I yeah. do think that's good about these protests and like um, you got, you kind of get a lot of people caught on video. And I think a lot of the officers that are doing like the crazy stuff, which isn't all of them, obviously, because there are a lot of really good police mm-hmm. officers out there. I've definitely interacted with some um, as well is you're seeing the bad apples are getting caught on video now and getting in trouble. Hopefully that's the hope. Like when you see like violent mm-hmm. acts going, those those guys like that are going the extra mile, you can almost bet that when there's no camera on them and they're just doing whatever, that they're doing fucked up things to people. And so hopefully we can get a lot of those guys caught. Oh, yeah. And out of the force. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, I think there are a lot of good police officers or sorry, um, police officers with good intent. I, I do still think there's like some systemic structural issue with how police officers are trained, recruited. Yeah. Um, no, they even know it's with good intent. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Even potentially those that enter with good intent, um, their actions don't necessarily align to that intent just based off some of the structural things surrounding them. And like it's slightly to bring it back to the Buffalo man that, um, that got pushed. Uh, I, the mayor came out. I think his name is Byron Brown, if I'm not mistaken, as I kind of look at my notes here. Um, and he had said... Oh, yesterday, I think that the old man was actually an instigator and agitator um, in support of the police officers. And I think it's like another example of kind of validating the point that um, there has been the militarization of police and that they aren't trained adequately. Because for him to say and come out and defend the police officers, even after all of this, you know, all of mm-hmm. this pushback and noise and say, well, he was actually an agitator. Well, that doesn't mean you push a 75 year old man. That's you know what I mean? Like. Like he can literally just yeah walk to try him. to justify <laughs> your action that he was breaking some type of rule you know that trying to justify the police officer's actions like it's further validating the point that um, there has been this militarization of police and that they aren't trained appropriately like I just cannot believe that he came out and said days later that oh no he was an agitator that was like who cares you know yeah. you don't push him to the ground um, especially given the gap in age and so. Yeah. It, Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely agree with the training. And I feel like, um, yeah, with, with, with the training, um, it's almost a disservice to not train the police officers correctly either. I um, mean, you know, militarize them because that puts them in bad situations as well. Um, and we'll just kind of like yeah, shift exactly. what they're trying to do instead of protect and serve. They'll be taught one way where they might not agree with it, but they're like, oh, I guess this is the way I have to do it. And then, you know. But yeah, a great um, documentary on kind of how the how the police force came to be kind of structure and mentality of police have evolved. Sorry. Oh, the structure of the police, like how they became like a thing. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, or even like how the shape of police have kind of evolved to where we are today. Um, a great one I watched within the last week is Do Not Resist. I do think you have to buy it. It's like four or five bucks. Okay. Uh, but I thought it was um, a really good documentary and super insightful in terms of like um, when people say defund the police and, and stuff like that, what they're alluding to. I don't think, you know, most people are saying literally, you know, put the police budget to zero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would not be But the proportionality well. of like... Yeah, yeah. And I'm not for that. Like, but the proportion, proportionality of spend on... Um, like training versus like officers and social services programs um, versus like the actual police department. I do think like it, there is a ton of value in putting some serious thought there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Hopefully what I do hope but, though is a lot of people that mm-hmm. are part of this movement and are out protesting become inspired to actually become police officers and actually make a real change within the force as well. I think that would be great. Yeah. But yeah, we mm-hmm. went to the protests earlier this week. Um, and you went again yesterday, which was Saturday. But at least what I saw when we were there on Wednesday, um, everyone was super peaceful, just like kind of chanting. I did see like a couple of people like yelling, like kind of like crazy stuff, but they were like legit crazy people that were just there. And that's the problem with yeah. protests is you can't choose who gets to go. Like these were like, people that were obviously like on drugs and like on the street that were like young crazy stuff and but they were definitely like very very few of even that yeah yeah that's a great point Uh, i was there yesterday and we were at cal anderson park and it was like a party honestly um well sorry i i let me clarify that a little bit it was um there was a ton of protesting happening like right in front of the police station of course and then within cal anderson park you know it's people. It's a really nice day. There was um, tents up for free food, um, free water and stuff like that to keep people fed. Um, a ton of different tents up with ways that you can get involved, how you can go register to vote and, and stuff like that. And so when I say um, it was a part, I just mean like it was more of um, it was a protest, but people were you know, putting a lot of thought into like what, how can we change this like energy into action? And so that's kind of what um, I mean by that. But yeah, to your point, there was, you know, it's in the city, it's in an urban area. Um, and so you don't get invite kind of who goes to the protests. And there were yeah. a, a couple of people that I saw in the crowd that um, maybe were not in the best mental state. And I could tell they were definitely trying to agitate. And it was interesting because there was um, of the actual protest organizers they it looked like they had kind of tapped people to go follow those people um, Mm -hmm. and make sure that they're good because what you fear is that you know they get to the front and they throw something or they cross a barrier or something and all hell breaks loose which is kind of what happened yesterday it only takes one Um, person too because as as soon as one person does something to a cop and a cop responds or you know the other way around then it's like everyone's just pandemonium like if one cop shoots yeah, his pepper spray then all of them are going to pull it out because they think oh it's time Psh. yep yep because tensions are super high right um yeah everyone's been standing out there for hours and um yeah tensions are super high and yeah that's kind of what happened yesterday where they did clear um i'm forgetting the name of that block but the one right near cal anderson uh, a couple of people were moving the barricades and the police had said you know don't move the barricades i couldn't see because it's all the way up at the front and so um you know just taking what they had said 
um, that people were moving it and then they just decided to clear the entire street using mm-hmm. flashbangs and stuff. And yeah. so, yeah. Wild. Yeah. But it does seem like there is, you know, it does seem like this is different in a sense, like these protests and kind of the energy around them. And, you know, I'm seeing it kind of in the, in my life around me. Um, I know of a couple of people now at work that are giving up 100K salaries to go and volunteer and politically organize for the election this fall. Wow. We're kind of inspired by a lot of the stuff that's happening in you know, thinking maybe I'll take there's the a job. better way to spend. The next <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I like my job. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they're giving up like super high paying salaries and, and jobs to, to go um, take a year off of work and go organize and, and make a difference. And so I do think there's, um, there's some movement being made as a result, even, and especially like with the protests too. And it seems like they're outing, um, a lot of bad police officers too. And so there, there does seem to be, um, some, some outcomes to this, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely am seeing a bigger shift than I've seen, you know, over these past couple of years. I definitely seeing people get canceled though, too. I don't know if you saw, um, Drew Brees earlier this week, um, come out and say, um, well, I'll just, I'll insert the clip right here. Um, basically what he said in case people missed it. I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America. Let me let me just tell you what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II. And in many cases, it brings me to tears thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, But for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. We can all do better and that we are all part of the solution. And so now that you've listened to the clip, um, you can kind of see how um, Drew Brees had mentioned um, how he would never disrespect the flag. Um, and I think that was probably one of the biggest errors in his statement is because he's basically saying that anyone that kneels is disrespecting the flag rather than looking at the reason why people are kneeling and how it is a, it has nothing to do with you know the military or disrespecting them or anything like that. It's just a peaceful way to protest. And the craziest part about this is if for people that don't know about um, taking the knee, um, so originally when Colin... Kaepernick started he was sitting down and a former Green Brett who was also um, a long snapper for the Seahawks he was drafted for them he um, talked to Colin at first he said he was angry and then Colin was like well what would be like a more respectful way to do that and he said "Um, well you could take a knee because that's what we do when you know there's a fallen soldier and so Colin said okay I'll take a knee and then it kind of turned into this huge thing that he was disrespecting the military when literally a guy that was a Green Beret told him that that'd be the most respectful way to do it (laughs) Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always fascinating to me, like the irony of, um, saying someone peacefully protesting is un-American, mm-hmm. like the irony in that statement. Yeah. Um, cause that is like being able to peacefully protest is like the, one of the most cherished American values. And yeah. So, and do you want people to uh, loot <laughs> or like riots? What's better? What do you prefer? 
someone taking a knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and those people are always like, well, just don't protest. Just shut, the, you know, shut the hell up. Yeah, up. yeah, that's what they really mean. Typically, what, like, what's thinking in their set, yeah. They're, what they really mean is don't protest, just period, because I'm going to find a, a way that's wrong with it, whatever you do. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, exactly. don't want to see it or whatever. And it's always, like, annoying yeah. when people say, I don't want politics in my sports or whatever. And it's like, you're watching a sport where dudes are basically hitting each other so hard that they're going to have permanent brain damage, but that's what you're worried about, just, like, some guy taking any at the beginning? Like, come on, fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I've seen a ton of, like, similar posts on on Facebook and stuff, um, especially um, with some, yeah, some friends from, or people I know from back, um, from my home, which is a little bit more rural of a, and conservative of an area, and so it has been super interesting to see like some of the different debates and stuff. I mm-hmm. definitely had to um, delete some people on Facebook. Not gonna lie. Yeah, so you're like, <laughs> um, okay, just you're I was just, like, I don't want to see this. There's certain people that are just never gonna see it, you know? Yeah, and it's like if you don't, if you know, if you're a smart person and you don't get it, um, like I just don't really know. You know, I just don't think you're gonna get it. Um, and so yeah. I, I was just like the easier thing is just to not I just don't want to see that anymore yeah but I do think it's good uh, that this happened with Drew Brees because I think it was a good teachable moment and it showed that he was willing to listen like what he ended up doing first he apologized which I thought was just like oh he's kind of just covering his ass but then he actually responded to a tweet um, by President Trump who was you know saying that it was mm-hmm. disrespectful to Neil and how he preferred a hand over your heart or a salute when you're um, when the national anthem is being played like just kind of further to divide people and kind of continuing on that basis and drew Brees responded that you know uh it's not disrespectful and that sort of things and what he had learned which i thought was really cool because it showed that someone was willing to you know actually after being called out like take the time to listen and learn and kind of know their mistakes even if it might seem a little um convenient because he was getting such backlash and you know his team is full of african marys Americans, but I do think he actually realizes it a lot more now, and he wouldn't have if that didn't happen. Yeah, I agree. And you got to move forward too, right? Yeah. Like, it, I think this is a problem that um, it's not going to be solved by people of color because people of color didn't create the problem. And so I think you have to, um, you know, try to turn it into teachable moments and, um, yeah, just try to get people to listen, to learn. And I think that's, you know, one way that's going to help the country kind of move forward. Yeah. And I don't think you can cancel everyone, especially you have to, if someone says something that's, you know, outlandish or offensive, I think you first have to try and, you know, teach them why it's wrong and like hear their perspective and then just explain, you know, hey, this is, this is my experience. This is what I've gone through. This is what a lot of people are going through. And this is why what you're saying just doesn't make sense where it is offensive and try and go from there and try and listen to their perspective. But if they don't get it at the end of the day, realize, you know, some people kind of just don't want to change. and They're always going to see things one way, but there are a lot of people that are willing to, you know, change their perspective or they just really didn't know because not a lot of people, there are a lot of people that don't have any black friends or don't grow up in a town where there's many black people or just in general, because we're not the majority of the population. We're like, what, like 13%, 14%, 13%. Yeah, so yeah. we're we're not we're not a major piece of the population. There's plenty of people that have never been around black people, and they get all of their information about us on the news or weird sources online, and so they have a totally different yeah. perspective um, than actual reality. Yeah, 
yeah i agree and but yeah i have been like um super encouraged you know with a a lot of people and it seems like there is a, a lot of support for um like the black lives matter movement and a lot of stuff happening and so um i am super appreciative and and i'm happy to see some of that i know there was blackout tuesday last week um which was really great to see just like instagram be taken over i was debating with my sister uh, on this because um she had kind of had a, a slightly different view in that um she felt like um for some of the people posting it was more of like you know everyone's kind of doing it type of deal yeah and and stuff like that and so um and we had a super good conversation around like what does it mean for you know someone to become an ally and you know having faith in people to like grow and learn and um you know become a better person and so yeah although i think for for some people you know it was posting it just because everyone was doing like, it. i don't want to look like, racist thing to do that week i'm not yeah, racist yeah, everybody <laughs> yeah yeah uh, to be honest uh in terms of so, the blackout tuesday thing i ended up posting like a square which is like my first instagram picture and like probably like three years or something because i don't post pictures just on my story follow me instagram and no, i'm just kidding but mm -hmm. uh i don't think that it was it was poorly uh poorly delivered the blackout on tuesday because nobody knew what was really going on i feel like like it could have been a great thing but it was like poorly delivered in all honesty I, th I didn't think it was delivered very well at all i didn't even know what it was until like half the day and then people would be like oh you can't use this hashtag because it'll you know mess up things where people are trying to get important information and then at the same time i felt like it was making it so instead of people learning about a lot of the things going on people thought they just weren't supposed to post on instagram and so we missed out on a bunch of news and th stuff that we needed to see because you can't really trust the media I feel like a lot more of the stuff that you're seeing on Instagram mm -hmm. and stuff like that's actually what's going on. People on the ground, like videotaping stuff and not having an agenda, but just showing what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. I think from my point of view, I, I thought it was just, you know, I'd rather see that than see nothing. Um, and I do hopefully get the sense that for some people that um, really haven't, you know, given a lot of time or just haven't had um, maybe exposure to learn more about like a lot of the structural racism in our country that maybe as a result of seeing their flood, their Instagram, you know, only be black squares that they do a Google search and try to learn a little bit more. And mm -hmm. so um, I just hope that, you know, that took place. And so that's why I was a little bit more um bullish on it but no i get your point completely yeah i think yeah i think that would be great i think maybe last week what just wasn't the time to do it um i think maybe like a few months down the road it would have been cool because it would have been a reminder to everybody you know what took place about the yeah. protests and what's going on it'd be a great reminder so people are like hey don't forget it's blackout tuesday day let's let's keep this going and make sure people don't forget about what's going on because i feel like on social media at least i've never seen a movement like this since Coney 2012, if you remember that. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> Which ended up being fake. That well, so. Yeah, <laughs> that was fake, though. So totally different. This one's legit. But, I mean, if you remember with Coney 2012, it was just, like, everybody posting everywhere. Yeah, and had a lot of momentum. Yeah. Man, I forget about Coney 2012. That was, that was a time. Yeah, and then, like, the dude who owned the company, there's, like, some video. There's a video on TMZ of him just naked outside, like, screaming and, like, freaking out. Uh, but yeah, that was a 
I wonder what ever happened to that person because I'm pretty sure he just conned hella people. Oh, the actual the organizer. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Better yeah, find it. Find out what he's doing now, so he doesn't try and fuck things up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it, like it, circling back to like the the canceledness, um, mm-hmm. I think it has been interesting to see. Like, I feel like this moment has really proven or forced everyone especially businesses and corporations to to take a stance yeah and you know in my view there's a right statement and a wrong statement and it's pretty clear you know which one is the right one all um, lives matter <laughs> and yeah and it's a binary one too right yeah. like either you say the right one or the wrong one if you're in the middle like you're you know making a wrong statement in my view and so mm-hmm. i think it's forced a lot of people to make one and you know for for folks that um maybe aren't making the right one it's giving the opportunity for people to call them out and be like hey this is you know what it means and um like uh, the impacts of like your statement and so i think in that regard it has been good yeah i definitely one of the things that's one of my new guilty pleasure pleasures is seeing someone like show everyone how racist they are and then get their business destroyed or like canceled because of it not like physically destroyed but like horrible reviews written online and like people calling out do not shop here or whatever because someone does something racist i don't know why i always get hyped when everyone just goes at them <laughs> it's like yeah, fuck you racist yeah. i've seen quite a few of those and it, and, and it, i mean in some sense it's good too um because it's opening my eyes there's like a couple examples i can think of where um i didn't know it about that certain person or that certain influencer mm-hmm. or media personality and then all of a sudden all this stuff is bubbling up and it's like oh man do i really want to support you know them um and obviously like going back to drew Brees, there's propensity for people to grow and learn and whatnot but yeah. um i think for some of the examples it's like oh man like is that you know how i want to spend my dollars um and and how i want to support you know um that person and so yeah yeah and to be honest i don't care if an organization is you know virtue signaling by donating a bunch of money to let's say black lives matter matter or the naacp just because hey we're getting that money and that's going to make a difference at the end of the day um so yeah so whether or not it's they're legit actually care about it which hopefully they do but as long as they're cutting the check that can make a big difference i feel and they're saying that they do, yeah. so it might shift other people's opinion as well. They'll be like, oh, okay, I guess this is something I, I should care about, you know? Because X, Y, and Z, maybe mm-hmm. when Jeff Bezos, I don't know if you saw, um, someone actually sent a uh, complaint to Amazon about them posting Black Lives Matter on their front page of their website. And they were just like, uh, I can't believe I can shop here anymore. All Lives Matter. Um, I I don't know why you guys are like a racist organization or just something along those lines. I don't have the exact thing right in front of me. And he responded, um, basically saying that black, black lives matter. And that's not what it means. And I thought that was cool, but does he really care? I don't know. Is he going to hopefully cut a big check? Hope so. Is he going to change a lot of people's opinions that admire him? Yeah. So, I mean, works for me. Yeah. Like he has a, he definitely has a platform and an influence. Right. And so, if by posting that, if he's able to convince, you know, 5% of people that didn't necessarily understand, you know, what Black Lives Matter means by that, um, yeah, I think it's all good. Yeah. And I think just in case anybody that's listening uh, doesn't understand what Black Lives Matter means, well, let me just break it down for you. 
It doesn't mean that Teach. black <laughs> lives are the only lives that matter. Everyone knows that everyone's life does matter. It's the fact that black lives matter too, or just as much as everyone else. We're not looking for special treatment. We're just looking to be treated like everyone else. Yeah. And I think um, for, I think one really good kind of shorter documentary that can help, that helps tell the history of um, Black America is 13th. I know that's been a super popular recommendation. Yeah. It's on Netflix. So if you have Netflix and you haven't watched it and you're um, curious in terms of like what people are alluding to when they say, you know, this structural racism that black Americans have faced, you know, um, through the last couple hundred years in this country. I think that's a super good documentary. And I just encourage, you know, just check it out, watch it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's only two hours long and and just give it a shot. Yeah. Shout out to Ava for making that documentary. She's a great director. Yeah. it, It is super good. Yeah. Oh, man. So when did you, I guess... This this is an interesting topic that you need to talk about. We could talk about um, what racist experiences have you experienced that come to mind? Because I know we <laughs> we both got probably a decent amount of stories, but uh, just what's what's one of the first ones that comes to your mind? Would you say? Because you're black and Korean, half and half. Yeah, and I think for for me, um, my kind of walk as a as a black man has been very different because I'm mixed, right? And so um, I think when people look at me, oftentimes they're confused. They're like, who's that Filipino guy? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, um, you know, some of my earliest memories, um, you know, is being with my dad and being in a store and people looking at us differently. And um, my dad, you know, teaching me, um, how to interact with the police if I'm pulled over. Um, and, and there's a ton of other examples that, you know, I, I it's hard for me to bring up cause I sometimes get a bit emotional when I think about, you know, um, especially some of my family members and what they've had to endure through. But, um, you, you know, it has been, it has been difficult over the last couple of weeks, just seeing, you know, um, a lot of the protests, and I think for me, what's uh, what's even more painful is, you know, having um, people debate, you know, the the injustices and experience that um, a lot of us have to walk through, and to see that debated online, um, it, it can be like incredibly painful. Yeah, it's like all right, we're you know we're people too. We just want to be treated the same at the end of the day. Yeah, to see people debate your worth online, is, yeah. um, it can be really painful. Yeah, like people saying, oh, why are they acting like victims and, and things like that. I see that a lot, and it's just like, really? Like, I mean, <laughs> whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. fuck those people, though. Some people just will never get it. Um, yeah. Yeah, for me, the one that comes to mind, um, especially... Um, just because I was so young, I think I was maybe like eight or nine or so. And me and my cousin were, uh, my cousin was black and we were with uh, his mom and we were, went to the dollar store. And granted, my aunt was like, she's she's definitely a um, pretty successful woman. She had like a Mercedes and everything like that. And we go into um, the dollar store and there's like a security guard there. And we're all just walking around. And then I just noticed that every aisle we go into, he's following us. 
And me and my cousin were just going to look for toys and he would just follow us back and forth, just only looking at us when there was tons of other people in the store. And I just remember leaving the store and asking my aunt, I was like, why was he like following us or whatever? And, she, and yeah, I don't even remember what she said, but I just remember like feeling like I was like, dang, like that's, I was, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I'm like a little kid. I'm with my aunt. I'm just literally looking at toys in the sky. Who's like grown ass man is just following me like clearly um, through the aisles, me and my cousin. Uh, yeah. 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 I think, yeah. Being followed in, in stores and always carrying receipts um, I think is a, you know, a really not painful, not even a painful memory, like, a, yeah. a an actual thing that happens, right? It's not, a yeah. memory. it's, um, yeah. And I've never felt experience. Yeah. And I never felt like bad about who I was. I was just like, that guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, fuck that guy. Like, I was like, whatever, fucking rent a cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. So what's it looking like for the, for the rest of the week? Some unpacking? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit unpacking, um, getting the rest of the place set up, cleaning, um, getting back to work, full week of work as well. But I think in a few weeks, I guess, we'll get a few days off because of um, July 4th. But Oh, yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, we got to do a biker gang ride. I have to hit up Noel this week. Shout out to Noel if he's oh, listening. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully they um they opened up the UW Arboretum. Maybe I shouldn't say that because then people might flock now there. Tell them. But... <laughs> That's our spot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, hopefully it, it gets a bit sunnier here. It's been a, a bit off and on here in Seattle. Um, I, I met some guy yesterday who he moved here from New Mexico a couple months ago, so during quarantine. And I was like, how do you like Seattle so far? And he was like, man, it's good, but... I haven't been outside that much because of quarantine, but yours' weather is like pretty trash. Yeah. Like, Damn, bro. This has been probably the nicest spring since I've lived in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, like, except the weekends. Yeah, a rough time ahead of you. The weekends have except rained the weekends, yeah. every weekend, which sucked. Yeah, that's true. But overall, like March and April was like very, very sunny. I know June has been kind of hit or miss, but it, it was one of the better, um, sorry, not March and April, April and May, so I mm-hmm. feel like I've experienced in while living here very little rain and so i was like man you have a hard road ahead of you yeah yeah good luck <laughs> this is this is the yeah, good good, it's a good time of year <laughs> yeah it is yeah it is oh man when's the nba back end of july right i think it's end of july yeah um so a bit more time i think it's a 22 team format um I know Blazers were the only one that voted against it. Shout out to the Blazers. <laughs> People are like, nah, we're good. Um, but yeah, it's coming back. Should be good. Are Blazers going to make the playoffs? Or no chance? Um, See, I need to research a little bit more because I think there's like some type of play-in thing. Um, but we'll have to have like Camden or something come on and, and give a breakdown of it. Because yeah. uh, I know he probably, um, one of those guys probably know a lot better, but... Yeah, I think it's like some type of um, they're going to finish off the regular season in some type of play-in. Okay, awesome. But yeah, I wonder if the NFL should be good gonna, though. I'm excited. Yeah, I wonder if the NFL is going to have like a full stadium. If any league would do it, it would be them. They don't give a fuck. They just care about money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really do. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I. And my guess is I think people will just continue to push until like another outbreak happens and then 
Um, I think people are just going to do like A-B testing to see like what's the right way to do it versus listen to doctors and specialists. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll see, which is like the the pro with that. I mean, the con is that like people will die for no reason, but yeah, um, it's we'll be able to see what our limit is for sure. Yeah, I think the protests are going to actually really show it because if there's any ever been a good place for coronavirus to like breed, it's the protest. Because when we went on Wednesday, everyone was pretty packed together. Everyone, most people were wearing masks, yeah. but still, it's like a bunch of people yelling together, packed in together. It's like a giant club. Like think of being in a club, but times it by you know thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of people. So we're gonna really gonna find out how big of a deal this uh, coronavirus is, and hopefully, um, the quarantine was helpful enough to make it so um, it's not gonna be a big spread. And hopefully, people just stayed at home. And those that were asymptomatic, well, I guess yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I know there's been like a lot of criticism on the right in terms of like. Um, you know, a lot of the left saying like it's super important to protest right now, which it definitely is. But like, how do you juxtapose that with a lot of like the left's rhetoric on like you need to stay home right now, don't leave at all? Mm-hmm. Um, and how to think about those two concepts? And it's like one I've struggled with because I'm like, wow, it is like this. We do need to go and protest, but like, how do you also just make sure like um, you maintain like some degree of public health? And like, I don't know how to how do you like go and balance those two things i don't know maybe we'll hit that herd immunity <laughs> relatively quick maybe yeah did you see yeah maybe did you see sweden for all of you hardcore listeners that were listening when we were talking about sweden only, oh yeah well the only podcast in the in the world to be talking about sweden i feel like um the, their health director came out and said that he <laughs> regretted <laughs> their approach he said there oh was, yeah he made a mistake yeah he would have kept it more in the middle of uh what they were doing and also had some more restrictions in place so that's interesting because they have like the high i'm pretty sure they have the highest or not the highest but they're like top 10 in the highest death rates in the world for people that have contracted it yeah they have yeah one of the higher fatality rates um per 100,000 people or something like that and i think for a, a lot of people that um are looking at oh only 100,000 it was 100,000 americans died and 70,000 die from the cold typically every year um i think like one thing to separate is that like coronavirus can like spread exponentially um and so that's a bit different from like the common cold but outside of that like that is 100,000 families you know that yeah um are having to bury someone and if you like compare sweden's like approach versus if they did like a more tight approach and maybe it's like 20,000 lives difference or whatever. Like it isn't just like a number, right? It is mm-hmm. actual lives, you know, lost. So, yeah, I do like, um, I'm sure he's looking at their fatality rate and, um, yeah, he probably is questioning it really hard in terms of like, what could they have done differently to, to save some, um, some unnecessary death. Right. Yeah. And one super crazy part about it, um, just the virus is especially if it happens again i think they'll probably just have to keep us open and on in all honesty unless it gets like so overwhelming at the hospitals uh just because i mean how are people gonna eat they've already proven that they're not going to really take care of the american people at the end of the day um in the bill they passed um it was passed unanimously for all the corporations like not a single vote against it 
But when it came to actually giving people the $1,200, that bill had to be, um, you know, redone several times until there was a general consensus met. And they only gave us $1,200. I mean, how, how are you supposed to make $1,200 last four months for people that you know, may have lost their jobs or whatever as well, so, which is pretty yeah. crazy. And no hazard pay for the people that are, you know, putting their lives at risk by working in grocery stores and stuff like that as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, to your point, like, I don't really know what the approach will be. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's what 100,000 people have died in the U.S. And how many people you think have been infected in the U.S. with coronavirus now? 25%? Is that a a fair estimate? You I know, bet you it's it, a way more than, than they're saying. I feel like a ton of people have gotten it, would be my guess. Yeah, like I'm sure their actual number is like 10%, but you can't test right or you don't know. Yeah. Um, but if 25% of people have gotten it, you know, the remaining 75%, what does that mean? Like a half million Americans dead from this at the end of the day, if, you know, if it's a 100% infection rate. Mm -hmm. um, that's a lot of people, you know. Yeah, it's a shit ton. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Oof, well, well, we'll have to see what happens. I guess only time will tell. Hopefully, it's just gonna go away, and hopefully, it's it was. Hopefully, it's not as bad as people actually thought it was. But places like Italy would say otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, people always say, you know, um, it wasn't that bad. But you look at Italy and New York, and then I think for from what I've seen, you know, a lot of the smaller towns rural cities haven't been hit but mm. um you know for a lot of the the smaller u.s cities with populations of fifty thousand or less right like they don't have any respirators or like the the necessary medical infrastructure to go support a case outbreak um and so if that does play take place right yeah it, it's going to be much worse than i think new york or in italy where they do have the resources to um at least try to control it in some regard yeah but who knows yeah. i'm not a doctor yeah i'm not <laughs> this is very much a joshua's take we're on not it. we're not stem majors <laughs> we didn't even yeah, have to I'm take any science classes about like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like a little bit more passionate about the trump photo op that's a little bit more like black and white this one i'm like you know i'm just yeah. doing some back in napkin math kind of what yeah. i believe <laughs> um <laughs> yeah yeah well we'll see yeah <laughs> like i said time will tell but uh anyway i think uh, we can shut this down unless you want to keep talking. It's kind of up to you. No, no. Well, um, you don't uh, talk to me anymore, well, I'm always happy. To keep, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always happy to keep talking, but I do know it's like we're almost at an hour here. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, shut this down. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, please follow us on Instagram at outofoffice.pod. I guess we post our podcast every Monday at 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, so those of you on the East Coast can listen to it relatively around when you get up and yeah share with a friend anything you want to say josh no thanks for listening and talk to everyone next week <laughs> <laughs>